Well, hello there, and welcome back to the AFA podcast, the official podcast of animationforadults.com. And this is our first show of 2023. Yes, that's what it, that's the year we're in, 2023. Um, sure is. Yep. Yeah, I'm Chris, and I'm joined today by Dan. Hello, Dan. Hey, hello. How's it going? It's going very well. Happy New Year, I could just about say, because uh, we haven't done that. Yeah, I think you can just about, I mean, don't let, you know, Larry David catch you saying Happy New Year this late. But uh, yeah, I think it's, yeah, it's it's nice to stay because we're back and this is you know, our first one this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, great start. <laughs> okay. And we are planning to talk today, we're going to talk about awards nominations because it's awards season. And uh, just this week, we've had the um, the Oscar nominations come out, and the week before, we had the Annie Awards come out. And so we're just going to have a little chat about our thoughts on all the nominees and everything. Um, yeah, I mean, um, so, like, the Annies are happening in, like, late February, and the, when are the Oscars this year? March something. <laughs> Okay, okay. They keep on happening later and later and later. Um, so, uh, I mean, we should like start with the Annies, I guess, because we're an animation podcast and like mm. they are an animation award, you know, uh, an award like associated with the CIFA and um, it's their 50th. Yeah, yeah, it's the 50th. It's a big, big year. There you go. Impressive. Um, they have a lot of categories. <laughs> like it's it's um it's great that they're all like, I mean I really like you know that there's, uh so many categories really in 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 the anime it's like you know like best storyboarding and best production mm-hmm. design and best character design and like you know I really like that there's a place where that stuff is celebrated because, um, because if that stuff deserves to be recognised and it really is. So, yeah, it's, it's not going to get it's not going to get nominated anywhere else, frankly. So, um, I mean, should we start like from the bottom up? Like, they've got thirty two categories, and um, we're going to like, you know, we we I mean, I think between you and me, we've seen a lot, but we haven't seen everything, definitely. No, no. Particularly if you think about TV and um, and uh, you know, shorts and indie things like that. Um, so like they've got best editorial and you've got like Pixar films and Pinocchio and Puss in Boots and CBS. I think these are like names that we're going to see like you know coming up a lot. Um, not so much Lightyear, um, which has have not you got seen many. That? I have seen it. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it's it's all right. <laughs> yeah, it didn't it didn't really set the world on fire, did it? I mean. It's 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 tough. I um I haven't seen it actually. Um, there are loads of things I've been I've been bad at watching. It. I mean, like my excuse always is like I'm busy making too much. I'm busy making stuff so that mm. there will be too much stuff to add to the stuff that there already is too much of to see. And mm. my excuse is a lot of times like just legitimately there's a lot of stuff to watch and I can't catch it all. Um. But you know, I, I obviously keep an eye on stuff like you know, um, we'll stick to like movies for now. I think um, they've got um, 
it's the eternal spring is like got the best writing and Inu O and Tony Red and Marcel the Shell with shoes on. So that hasn't come out here yet, but that's like no. that's looking like it's a favorite. Like because it got like an Oscar nomination, I think, as well, right? Yeah, yeah. Um mm. that and Puss in Boots the Last Wish uh both haven't come out here yet in the UK. Um so kind of like you are. I mean I I heard I heard a lot about Marcel the Shell. Um, when it like I guess premiered at festivals last year, and you know lots of people liked it. Um, but it's taken a while to get here. Have you seen the short that it's based on? It's shorts rather than just a single short. Um, right, right. And I have I did I basically I covered the trailer when it came out. Um, and I watched the, I watched some of the shorts in when I was doing that, so I have mm. seen it. Yeah, it, it was pretty cute. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really intrigued by it. I've heard a lot of things about it. One of my favorite things about it is that it's actually, um, I think it's like rated PG or something like that, or U. Like it's, it's, it's a. Uh, it's not a family film, but it's like an all ages almost film, right? Mm. Um, which is, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm, I think that's cool um, because there's because it's an indie film, and usually it's it's rated U actually in the UK. Um, no. but, you know, like in indie. Um, Animated films usually mean like you know you're a you're anomalistas and you know what I mean like things like that mm. where you're going to be proving ah this is a Disney film like we can prove we can do anything with this and that usually means defaulting to you know gratuitous uh, violence or sex or like quote unquote edgy you know things mm-hmm. like that um, yeah this looks interesting. Um, I can't wait to see it. I mean, that's all I can say. And the same with uh, Puss in Boots. Like, they're not out here yet. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, um, best writing, uh, for Inuo is, is cool. And Eternal Spring because they're, they're, um, they weren't written in English and it's, it's, it's not often that you mm. get that sort of recognition for, uh, you know, obviously I, it's I, not just dialogue. It's, it's the screenplay and the structure itself, but. I've just realised I don't know what Eternal Spring is. Is um, it looks like a Chinese film to me. Yeah. Um, a CG um film made by uh, Lofty Sky Entertainment, uh, who are in fact based in Toronto, but uh, it looks like. The film has a Chinese title, uh, so so there you go. Uh, oh, okay, it's a, okay. It's a I didn't know, this is yeah. This is very interesting. Okay, and it tells the story of Falun Gong. Um, do you know about Falun Gong? Nope. Not before now. <laughs> um, not a. I mean, like it's it's a it's a controversial subject. 
um, to have made a film about. Um, Falun Gong, you, you know, like when you are in town and you see, and I mean, like literally any town, and you see, like, um, usually in like the town plaza, you'll see like people with signs protesting something, talking about some atrocity. And there's a lot of Chinese, and you don't fully understand what it is and what it's about. Have you, have you ever had that happen to you? Can't say that I have. Um, I mean, they're, they're they're always there in like Chinatown in London. Mm. Um, it's um, and I'm not going to go into it here because it's really controversial. Like. Uh, like subjects um, that I've heard both sides to, and you know, is um, is uh, is is basically like a scary. I mean, yeah, it's like a group that um, you know. Could be accused of being a cult, and might not be, and might be not, and might. It's like a social group that's like an idea that spreads, and they often come up against um, the Chinese government, basically. Mm-hmm. So um, there you go. That's what Eternal Spring is about. See, I saw Eternal Spring, and I just immediately assumed, like, okay, this is going to be like a Chinese CG feature based on. Um, you know mythology like they usually are mm-hmm. but um that was a little bit of a, a shock actually there well yeah um it'd be an interesting movie to watch um and of course you got tony red uh yeah nominated for writing um any 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 thoughts about, about that i like, i really i really like tony red um uh, uh, i think probably it's about it's probably the, my favourite animated film I saw last year, I think. Um, Whoa. Yeah, I think so. I, I'm, I think, I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm pretty much... I mean, it's. I'm torn. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty torn. <laughs> but uh, we'll, 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 we'll get to what I'm torn about. Yeah, I mean, I think the writing in that movie is, is whip smart. Like, the whole <laughs> thing is a complete... You know, it's like an announcement from Domichi, like, yeah, hi, I'm here. Like, this is what animation is about for me. And it's, it's, um, it's refreshing. I watched it again over Christmas with, uh, with my family. It's always kind of, yeah, it's, and I've shown it to a few friends and it, it just always just gets like this reaction of just, you know, complete charm and surprise and, and uh, it's so funny as well. Um, and then, like, we got like best voice acting. I mean, we can. Do you have any thoughts about the voice acting for? It's like we got Pinocchio and Puss in Boots are the ones I've seen. Uh, Jenny Slate's, you know, big name. She's Marcel the Shell. Um, and uh, Sea Beast. So, like, Sea Beast is like a surprise. To me, like that is coming out for all the awards because 
Yeah. It was released. I remember it was released and it was like, was it in the summer last year it was released? Um, and like it was sort of, it, 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 it found its fans like nicely. It found a good audience on Netflix, but then it was like, you know, the classic Netflix thing of they didn't really advertise this film. Mm. Um, to be fair, I did see it on my homepage enough. But like I didn't, I didn't, I didn't watch it because what happens with things on Netflix is you go, okay, cool, it's on Netflix. I'll catch up with that sometime. Yeah, and I just never caught up with it. Um, but it seems to have like real fans and um, enough to like warrant a sequel, right? Yeah, I've I've heard some some people who are very big fans of it, really impressed with it, and uh, and people who who are really put out that it just went straight to Netflix without um, cinema showings first. Um, but it was a Netflix-produced film? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. But it's it's ah. like c- c- certain things from Netflix do get cinema releases and certain things don't, and it's, I mean, it's, it's a bit arbitrary. Things, they, they do and they don't, and, like, I mean, I'm almost, like, at the point where I'm thinking, well, that's just been put to bed now. Hmm. Like, it, it it's nice to go and, you know, like when something big comes out like Pinocchio, you kind of all, or Glass Onion, you want to see that in the cinema. But for me, the writing's on the wall now of just like, okay, look, if Glass Onion, if, if Netflix were happy with how they did Glass Onion's release, which was pretty small and pretty quick and felt like... um uh a, a kindness you know like if, if they're going to treat what was meant to be their biggest movie last year it feels like that then nothing else really has much hope mm. um as sad as it is like they're just not interested in cinema they did put um pinocchio in cinemas for a bit. They did, yeah. and I know people who went to go and see that, and it, I mean, I wish I had seen that in the cinema as well. Um, yeah, uh, they did, you know, like, people with, um, like, Guillermo del Toro's, like, uh, um, you know, names like that, you know, it makes sense to do, but I think, again, at the end of the day, I think it was still a kindness, and maybe something that Guillermo del Toro himself really push for but yeah not really something that netflix were you know what i'm saying is like they're not going to platform release it they're not going to say like oh wow like this this did a good weekend like we should keep this in cinemas like no they're gonna do stick with their plan and then it lives on netflix now Mm. um their storyboarding which i always find like a funny award Oh, sorry. Did you want to say anything about like the voice acting? Um, I'm I'm pleased to see that the nominee from Sea Beast is is um, uh, it's a it's a kid who's who's got the award. She's the little girl in the film, uh, and uh, it's nice to see her get a nomination. But she was very good. Um, oh, really? Yeah. I um, a, a British child actress. Yeah. Uh, well, she, I mean, she's like nineteen. Um, Is she? Uh, oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. Um, she might not have been when she recorded. <laughs> she might not have been. She she played Matilda on stage in West in the West End. 
Um, cool. Um, right. Uh, yeah, that's cool. Um, David Bradley, he's a bit, a bit of a legend. I mean, David Bradley in Pinocchio is really good. And the and mm. the other nominee is Gregory Mann, who plays Pinocchio himself. And I mean, yeah. that, that was pretty good performance. I know you could accuse Gregory Mann of being a little bit I think he plays. I think he plays it really well. I think he does a great job. But yeah, David Bradley is um, is because you, you know when you get like a big name like that to do a voice, it's always like this gamble of how seriously are they going to take it really? Because mm-hmm. you know, for actors, it's and I, like I'm, I'm absolutely not, like no judgment here, but. You hear people brag about, oh, you, you know, you just like turn up in your in your pajamas and you just like have to have some fun and then you get out of there and you know what I mean? Like it's money for old rope for a lot of actors to do um, voiceover as it's sometimes called. Um, but yeah, I mean, like for someone of David Bradley's stature, I think it his his performance is pretty vital to that film working as well as it does. Uh, so like best storyboarding. I mean, we can probably move through that pretty quickly because it's like I find it a funny. I find best storyboarding a funny award because obviously, I mean, as a professional storyboarder myself, I'm like, yeah, that's great, that's so awesome. But then it's like, well, how much of that is going to be on screen, and how much yeah. of it is is like going to survive through the editing, and like, what really is it that's being awarded? Because you know, with storyboarding. Um, you can like you know if if what's been nominated is like a sequence like because they nominate individual storyboard artists um, if what's been nominated is a sequence then it's like it could be really well storyboarded but like whether it ends up the same way in the edit or not I feel is not necessarily an indication of how good the storyboarding is if that makes sense mm-hmm. it's kind of like um uh, you know, um, well, yeah, I, don't, I can't really think of a comparison right now, but th- that's how I feel about it. So, I mean, it's great that it's been. So, we've got Strange World, uh, Puss in Boots, and Minions, Rise of Guru, uh, different, you know, different people being uh, nominated there. Anthony Holden is like a pretty famous storyboard artist, um, uh, for his work on Puss in Boots, uh, production design. And, uh, I mean, we got CB's Bad Guys, um, Mad God. Have you seen Mad God? Um, I'm going to say no. I, I've, I've seen <laughs> okay. a, a small part of Mad God. <laughs> Were you in the room when it was on? <laughs> have you, have you seen the, I'm going to use the, the Metal Gear Solid Sons of Liberty uh, terminology, which which says, which when you play when you boot up Metal Gear Solid Two, it it tries to suss out whether you played the first game or not, and it's like and it says, if you if you have completed the first game, that means having seen the ending. <laughs> and I'm like that doesn't that's not the same thing. <laughs> um, anyway, so um, I haven't seen any of Mad God, but I need to. Is it like it's it's on Shudder, right? Ah, uh, yes, I believe so. Okay, I need to like rent 
uh, you know, sign up and, and cancel the show. <laughs> it's so yeah. annoying that you have to do things like that nowadays just to watch one bloody film. But <laughs> yeah, um, I'm probably going to do that because I really need to see Mad God. I've heard that it's um, it's like a proper, you know, uh, independent film. Like it's it's just you know what he wants the film mm-hmm. to be and is unapologetically bonkers and uh and intense um and i mean bad guys as well i i love bad guys um yeah and production design wise that's a great that's a great shout it's a really um i mean you know it's just like in that new wave of like cg animated films that are really embracing 2d techniques in a way that CG is very good at meeting halfway, you know, rather than like, um, I don't know, it's it's just really cartoony. Like cartoons are back. Like, I mean, that's how I just feel about bad guys and like uh, turning red last year. And you know, mm-hmm. it's just like, oh, like you, you, cartoons are allowed again. Yeah, um, yeah, and that's uh, a good way of putting it. Yeah, uh, because it hasn't been for a long time. And I mean, like, I guess, like, the the, big, the biggest comparison at the moment is um, Puss in Boots. Yeah. Right? Like, Puss in Boots is cartoony in a way that Shrek, the Shrek films were, like, actively trying not to be. Yeah. You know, like, the first Shrek movie has action that is trying to rival live action, basically, right? Um. <clears throat> Yeah, so it's just awesome to see cartoons. Cartoons are back. Um, <laughs> um, music, uh, I haven't really, I didn't really pay attention to it. So we've got like Turning Reds, Pinocchio. I think the, the score for Pinocchio was pretty special. Uh, um, it has been nominated in some other places. Uh, Mm. As as well in uh, uh, alongside live action films, because uh, you've got um um uh, Alexander uh, is it Desplat or Desplat? Uh, probably Desplat. Um, you know, you've got like his his approach to the music being that he wanted everything to be on wood and wind instruments, right? You know, like so it's thematic. But I didn't mm-hmm. know about that before watching the film, and like I was really taken with the music in it because there, you know, you got like songs, but but I I don't know, I I was just pretty enchanted by Pinocchio to be honest with you. I I need to rewatch it because I watched it over Chris over Christmas when I was I was not in a good place, uh... dude. I like I I watched it by myself one night, had the big TV. Yeah, and I was just like in floods of tears, like again and again and again. Like half an hour in, I was just like losing. I had to pause the film to collect myself. <laughs> it, it was an experience, and um, uh, deeply, deeply moving film, but but one I love, and I, I completely understand. Like, um, I mean, it goes for it, right? <laughs> <laughs> Um, 
yeah i i don't know i don't know how i'd react to watching it again i think um yeah i nothing's gonna i don't think any re rewatch is gonna catch me in the same way that it that it did it had a lot of surprises that i wasn't expecting um uh so now we're on to like i guess you know we should just move on to direction uh for a feature film and we've got Tony Red, Pinocchio, Marcel the Shell, uh, My Father's Dragon, and uh, Wendell and Wild. Hmm. So uh, two new movies, like in our like rundown here, like uh, My Father's Dragon. First of all, have you have you seen that? I have. I saw that this week um, or last oh, cool. week. Um, I came to it quite late, but. Um, Obviously, it's Cosmian Saloon, so it's beautifully made. Yes. Yeah, it's. It, I. I. For my shame, I've not seen it yet. Um, even though, like, I am a massive Cartoon Saloon fan, I just. Yeah, I haven't seen it for my shame, really. I just. Uh, I haven't got around to it yet. But Wendell and Wild. Um, did, did you manage to catch that? I did. Like another uh, sort of like. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was fun. Um, I kind of yeah. loved it. I kind of, I, I was really um, delighted by that one. It just felt like a good old Henry Selleck movie. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, man. Um, so best direction. I mean, uh, and you got Pinocchio as well, which is an interesting thing. So, like, we should mention it's called Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. That's yes. his name. That's it's Tim Burton's Nightmare for Christmas. Guillermo del Toro yeah. did actually direct it, but so did Mark Gustafsson. Uh, Mark Gustafsson. Mark Gustafsson. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I'm saying his name right. Gustafsson. Um. Uh. Sorry. Uh. I. I yeah. So I mean, from what I imagine is just going to be, he has more technical expertise when it comes to directing stop motion. Mm -hmm. I mean, not just, you know, like it's going to be a lot, you know, like he, um, he, he worked with, um, with Will Vinton, right? Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, like, so, so that's like a, you know, it's, it's like a classic thing in, in animation to have a few directors, uh, sometimes two, sometimes more. Um, but I just wanted to mention that because Guillermo del Toro is going to be overshadowing him when it comes to picking up all of these awards. And I mean, not that Guillermo, not that you know, in any of the press that I've seen, Guillermo del Toro has put himself ahead of uh, Gustafsson or anything like that. Um, and to be fair, like, and, and also to be fair, Guillermo del Toro's involvement in the film seems to be genuine as well, like him really um getting stuck in with the animation itself and, and and the production he's not just done a tim burton and said here's a storybook <laughs> go and make a film no yeah he, he seems much more involved than um well tim burton was yeah um i actually thought about about um about the um the whole del toro of it all uh 
because I remember you've you you've got some opinions about um when uh directors from live action make a film. I I, and... I I I might have cooled down on that a bit, but yeah, I do I do have a chip on my shoulder about certain directors that I have heard of who come into animation and say do the thing that I do in live action in animation and then another team kind of does that and then they sort of give notes and sign off on things and you know I did that for the records and you know here and there but like you know what I mean like sort of half dabble and mm. and um Ride off their prestige a little bit um, uh, as a live action director to not get as stuck in as perhaps they should, basically. Uh, but yeah, but, but so, sorry, go on. Like that, that, I mean, I'm just catching everyone up with my with my little beef. <laughs> but it, it's also, I've, I think, it's also the way people talk about the films like critics and stuff are often seem to be like, Oh, a real filmmaker. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think, I think what happens is that a lot of critics just tend to forget that like animation is directed, you know, because it's not the same job as it is live action. It is. You know, uh, in in theory, but like practically, it's not. And whenever a you know someone who is recognised as a director moves into animation, it does force people to pay attention a little bit more to the directing, if that makes sense. So I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. You know, particularly when it comes to like Pinocchio, if, if, if someone is going to be watching this and going, "Oh, Guillermo del Toro made this," like I'm going to pay attention, and you know, it might mean that then when they watch Wendell and Wild, they'll be paying attention in a similar way. Um, and and um, and appreciating the film uh, on those merits. Uh, but yeah, it's. Um, I, I, I don't have a problem with Gamble Del Toro doing this because he's done the homework, you know, it seems. He, he's uh, quite interesting to listen to interviews and stuff, though, because he's, he's um, really pushing the whole... He, he's basically been a bit of a cheerleader for animation. He's going around saying, yes. animation yes. animation is a medium, not uh, not a genre, and things like that. And animation is film, and things like that. And it's it's good to have someone who people will listen he, to. Yes. Yeah, no, that, that is... Yeah, I mean, he is... Um, he's a great, great figure to have out there doing that for animation. Um, uh... And it, and it's genuine, right? It's genuine coming from him. You know, he's he's like a student of like horror, horror movie history. Like he's and yeah. and and like genre uh, movie history. And he's gonna he he he's in love with like uh, makeup and old visual effects, which entails animation directly. You know, Harryhausen and um, and uh, and that sort of school of. Um, 
of visual effects are all animation and he knows that and he and he's um you know he's a cultured man he, <laughs> he appreciates a good animated film and and so and and also like best director like we should we should say like to domi she i mean for me like an incredible directing debut with yeah Tony red like just complete um confidence and um you can just feel like it's someone who has been bursting to do that for a long time and has so many ideas and unique ways of building scenes and building a film and entertaining with animation that just felt refreshing um and particularly when it comes to like how physical comedy in turning red is so uh, much so many of the laughs come from that physical comedy um, and visual comedy um, yeah I mean uh, we've got best character design feature and best character animation video game we should I mean we should probably just like move ahead a little bit faster to get through these uh, mm -hmm. best character animation you know usual suspects there um uh best effects in a feature so this is an interesting award right number 12 best effects in a feature because it's treating live action film and animated features on a level playing field uh when it comes to uh effect like, so, you know, an animation, an effect is pretty much anything that moves on screen that isn't a character or a vehicle is going to, you know, basically be an effect. Um, and actually also, you know, it, it, it nowadays in CG involves, um, a whole other department, like of character effects where you've got simulation and, uh, so that involves like hair and clothes and like, other things like that, where characters, um, you know, require a lot of effects attention, basically, uh, like fur and things like that. Um, but the the awards here, you've got like Minions, Sea Beast, Pinocchio, Lightyear, and there's a little animated film on top. I, <laughs> I would definitely call it an animated film called Avatar The Way of Water. Yes. It's the, it's the uh, only. Well, I was going to say it's the only live action film, but we're saying it's not a live action film. Um, it has live action elements. There are, ele yeah. there are elements of the film that are hundred percent live. There might even be like full shots. I think that are live action. Mm. Um, but uh, it's an animated film. I mean, like I saw it yesterday and. There are sequences where, like, characters are swimming through the water and there are, like, sea creatures around them. Spoilers. Sorry. <laughs> um, and, you know, like, I can appreciate, yeah, like, that character was really swimming and that actor was performing this character swimming. But everything else, I was like, but everything else is, is, is animated. And... We mustn't forget, and I'm I'm up on my soapbox about this one again. Sorry. The performance capture technology does not 
capture facial performance. It, it goes so far to do that, but there is still so much finessing that traditionally trained uh, animators have to do uh, on top of motion capture technology. And from, from, from my money, that is as good as animating. Um, you know, like if, if, if it's going to be a one-to-one data capture situation with, with no cleanup, then sure, give Andy Circus and, you know, and everyone Avatar like performance awards, like, like actors if you need to, but um, it's animation still. Like, it's just, there's no two ways about it. And, you know, you hear like people saying, oh, it's like digital makeup. And like, it's, it's not. It's just <laughs> not. Um, but I mean, like, effects wise, if we're just talking about like the water, you know, and like the, the elemental stuff and the environments, like that film is damn impressive. Um, so there we go. Any any thoughts about, about those? Um, not a lot. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I can't really think, like, off the top of my head about what, like, what the effects are that they're talking about. Um, uh, I haven't seen Avatar and I haven't seen uh, Minions, but the others I've seen. Um, yeah. They're all visually impressive, uh, even um, uh, Lightyear. Is obviously a technically, technically very well done. Um, yeah, and and also like for um, Pinocchio, um, you know, it has always been the case that stop motion has required a lot of um, visual effects finessing, you know, green screen and, and that sort of thing. There is a lot of like impressive compositing uh, and and roto on Pinocchio to make that film what it is and um yeah so I, I i think that's like well earned and everything yeah i mean we should we should probably move on um we've got best student film um which is you know a great award i'm not familiar with any of these though I'm no afraid. It, um, it's not easy to see them really is it <laughs> not always it can be no. uh but yeah not always um we've got best tv media mature i mean we can read through this quickly but you've got Bob's Burgers, Harley Quinn, Rick and Morty, uh, which is definitely going to win, I think. Um, Simpsons and Tucker and Bertie. Uh, yep, like, you know, the usual, like, you know, primetime uh, things. Uh, TV Preschool. Um, I don't know any of these shows, but uh, I'm sure they're, they're, they're great. Best Short Subject. Um, got a National Film Board of Canada thing. Um, we we can move through those again like it's yeah like unless you're like hot on these uh i you're just not gonna be familiar with them so we got okay let's just move on to like best special production i think we should we should mention this yes um there's a couple i've seen in here uh uh the the boy the mole the fox and the horse uh which was it was an Apple co-production, but it was on the BBC over Christmas. Um, it was, and like all of the all of the idents were in the style of the yeah. Film, right? And so it's yeah. still on iPlayer. 
mm-hmm. um, directed by Charlie Maxey, Peter Bainton. Oh, okay, no, I'm thinking of someone else. Yeah, um, uh, it, that's based on a Michael Morpurgo, right? No, no, it's based on a book by uh, the by the Charlie Charlie Maxey by the, the Charlie. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's, he's directing it himself, and he wrote a book. It's um, it's a illustrated book that that looks just like the film. I've seen it in bookshops over the last few years. Yeah, yeah, my mum's got it. Um, and it's it's sort of it's got lots of um, uh, motivational allegories. Yeah, I suppose, but it's it's got lots of motivational things. They're supposed to um, motivate you, I suppose. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, um, right, and, and you've got. Um, sorry, house. sorry, go on. The house is the other one that I've seen. Matt, I um, love the house. It the house is, is so, freaking awesome. Yeah, it's so special, and it has so many like great surprises, and I love. I love a good anthology thing anyway. Mm-hmm, so, yeah, you know, totally. like more bang for your buck. But like each of those films are just so great and, um, and funny and truly weird and, um, weirdly lovely as well. Um, mm. I, my, 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 uh, my flag's up for that one definitely. Um, just basically because like there's no, because it was released in that weird way where like you could easily release that as a film. Yeah. But I don't think people would accept it as one. Um, I know people who watched like, who binged the whole thing. Well, not binged the whole thing. He watched the whole thing in a night and other people who, you know, watch one short here and one there. Um, but I like it as a piece uh, very much. Um, and you've got Superworm, which is um, your old. Uh, is it a? Is it a? What's her name? Book. Donaldson. Julia Donaldson. Julia Donaldson and Axel Schaefer, or whatever. Okay, great. Um, okay, so there's one of those we every year. <laughs> we get it. Yeah. Okay. Um. Um. We've got um Sandman. I so think that's a, that's a spoiler. There's like a there's an animated segment, isn't there, or or episode of that? The yeah, Netflix I think show. I think there's like a bone. They did it as a, like a bonus episode, like after the whole series came out, and yeah, it's like when and it was like an animated episode, um, like based on a like a um like an extra bit of the comic or something. I ha- I've only seen a little bit of Shaman, so I haven't... I think it's a chapter. Yeah. That is entirely from a cat's point of view. Ah. That would therefore be hard to do in live action. Mm-hmm. There's a very famous uh, issue of the comic uh, that would be hard to adapt otherwise. Um, and you've also got Prehistoric Planet, which I thoroughly dug... Uh, the Apple, um, it's, it says BBC Studios, but I don't think it's been on BBC yet. No, uh, I don't think so. I think it's just, I think it's just on Apple. Um, sort of like, basically, what if we did Blue Planet, Planet Earth, um, but with dinosaurs? 
Um, so it's like a very, you know, like that style of photography, um, but with but with dinosaurs. And I, I freaking, I mean, I love dinosaurs, but I, I thought it was really well done. Uh, the show, uh, the animation is pretty incredible. And, you know, like, you know, because you and me, we're from the generation of walking with dinosaurs, right? Yeah, yeah. And that was like a big, that was a big, uh, that was a big deal. Um, you know, and there was a big deal made about the accuracy and, you know, the research that went into create, rec- recreating these, these animals. And um, I think they just basically did a similar thing. And, um you know, in 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 that time, like there are always going to be uh, advances in understanding of um, uh, paleontology, and you know, lots of uh, things are updated. And oh, man, I I really recommend checking out Prehistoric Planet just for like a change of pace. In I think the first episode, you know, they do the thing where Apple where the first episode's free, but um, uh, free to watch for anyone without a subscription. Um, but I, I love that show. So yeah, um, there's that. And now we should just like move on to the best features. So we only split them in two. We get best indie and best feature. And I guess the idea being that because Annie's are run by a C for Hollywood, they unapologetically forefront Hollywood features. Mm-hmm. And then with the indie feature award, that's where quote unquote foreign and indie movies get their um recognition. Um so in Best Indie you've got My Father's Dragon, Marcel Shell, uh Inuo, you know, um uh um Masaki Yuasa's uh, have, have you caught it yet? Feature? Dude, I haven't. I bit, I was moving at the time that it was like landing and there was like a bloody screening in London that I missed where, you know, there was Q&A and it just looked, it just looked like a big party that I was not invited to. Oh. Uh, very sore that I missed it. I mean, and I missed it in cinema, so I'm going to have to like wait. Um, you also got um, Charlotte, which um, is a 2D feature. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, based on the life of a painter, is that right? It's like a sort of yeah. like, uh, like a like a biopic. Yeah, a German artist. German artist Charlotte Salomon, uh, a, a German Jewish art- artist born in Berlin. Um, and yeah, I mean, like, uh, it, I don't think it's had a UK release yet. Uh it was released last year in France. Um uh yeah um I'm intrigued. I'm intri- I'm intrigued by that one. Uh I w- I want to check it out. Um and you've also got little Nicholas happy as can be which I want to see. That is showing uh, at the um, or has show. Uh, I think it's already done, happened now, actually, at the um, oh, yeah. animation first festival in New York, the French yes, animation did. festival. And I was sore that I couldn't go to that. 
Yeah. Um, it played, I mean, it played in Cambridge last year at the film festival, and it's probably going to, if if you're listening and you're in the UK and, you, and you're able to make it to London, um, the French Film Institute in London is probably going to be showing it because they're usually pretty good at that sort of thing. Um, uh, basically, it's a really charming looking film based on um, a series of books called uh, Petit Nicolas uh, or Little Nicholas, um, which are kind of like really beloved books in France. Um, uh, written by uh, René uh, uh, Goscinny, probably saying that name wrong, and uh, illustrated by uh, Jean-Jacques Sompe, who is probably best known like elsewhere for being like a um, uh, a New Yorker uh, cover artist. And uh, if you're not familiar with his work, I mean, I mean, uh, Little Nicholas is itself is like such a charming, great series. Uh, 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 you know, um, the book. The, I mean, I I think I read like the first book, and um, it's just like about a kid who goes to school and, he, and he's a little rascal, and it's 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 very simple, basically, uh, but but charming, funny stories uh, with unforgettable illustrations uh, from from Sompe. And what the film is, is it looks like it's sort of like a, uh, it's it sort of got like this wraparound um, story of the writing of the novels themselves, uh, intertwined with like little vignettes of, I guess, you know, uh, uh, little Nicholas stories. Um. It was, I mean, I think, man, I think I saw this, like, at two years ago, uh, like a work-in-progress uh, report, and I just glommed onto it then, um, and, uh, yeah, I'm I'm really excited to see Sompe's uh, illustrations, like, animated, they've done a really good job, it looks, of... Um, of adapting them because Sompe's style is like very, very, very sparing. It's like um, he's all about absolute simplicity in lines, and um, I really recommend like just looking up his illustrations because they are some of the most genius illustrations I think I've ever seen in my life. They're so simple and so funny, and uh, what he does with images is just like pure magic um so yeah i'm i'm really excited to see that film uh, i don't think it's got like anything like a uk uh release coming up yet but it i think it's a g kids release in the us um are you, are you familiar with uh uh little nicholas not at all not not at all uh, i've um read mm. about this and uh, it's the first I've heard of it. I really um, can't recommend it enough. I mean, it's a great like kids kids book, um, but like it's one of those books where like it's just worth buying for the illustrations alone. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but it's sort of like one of those. I mean, 
it's not quite the same thing, but it's it's basically like the partnership between Roald Dahl and Quentin Blake. It's that like iconic in France. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's that's nominated for best indie, uh, uh, along along with those other ones we mentioned, and the best features are no surprise, Wild and Wild, Turning Red, Seeding, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, and Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there we go. Pretty similar to the Oscars shortlist, right? Um, yeah, well, uh, apart from Wendland Wild, it's identical. Oh, 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 there you uh, go. instead of it's instead of Wendland Wild, it's Marcel Lachelle with shoes on, um, right? Right, yeah, Wendland so, Wild. I mean, I'm I, I really love that film, but I can I can understand why it didn't quite hit with people because it's unapologetic. And I'm so glad that, like, it got made, you know, like, because it is yeah. so unapologetically what it needed to be and what Henry Selig wanted it to be. Um, uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, it's basically the same as the Oscars, I guess. Uh, I've got to see the Sea Beast. I'm excited to see Puss in Boots. Um, mm-hmm. The thing with Puss in Boots is it's like, it's reminding me of the Lego movie. You know when the Lego movie came out? And like, because I, I saw the Lego movie like the day before I was going to see The Wind Rises. Because mm. uh, me and my brother went to Glasgow just to see The Wind Rises <laughs> when it was premiering there. And, um, uh, but like the day before, we were like, "Well, we've got nothing to do. Are the Lego movies out? Oh, ha What love? We'll go and watch that." And I think, as far as my brother's concerned, like it was the most successful. It was his favorite film of that trip. Yeah. Um, but it had that sort of weird buzz around it of like, really, the Lego movie? And then you started to hear like, "Oh, it's good." And like, Puss in Boots seems to have like survived off a similar like word of mouth of like, you know. Really, like another Shrek film, a Shrek spin-off film, and then like it seems like now it's just like accepted that like it's it's really good and it's been like Oscar nominated. Um, <laughs> Which I ahead, of, ahead of um, ahead of the uh, bad guys, which I thought was a yeah. shoo-in. I can't say which I think should be there because I haven't seen Puss in Boots, but... Um... No, 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 right. I'm um, looking forward to it, I guess. That's all I can say. Um, CB, so yeah, I've really got to catch up on CBs. Um Turning Red, I would be delighted to see when. And Pinocchio, and Pinocchio as well. It, you know, because... The, and, and this is, like, the only thing I said, like... Absolutely deserves a win, but like it's a big fish in a small pond when it yeah. comes to you know animated films and the recognition that like you know um, the senior creative teams deserve. And I just feel like you know um, 
obviously it doesn't matter which which one wins and because it's all awards all awards are silly and you know it's about recognition but you know, and if we're talking about recognition I would love to see Domichi win because she's a very exciting new voice in, in animation and um yeah they deserve to be champion I guess so I mean like that's the, the Annie's uh is there anything like you you want to add about about the Annie's? Well, well let me just uh, regale you with some some stats from this year's awards. Net, yeah, Netflix have got fifty nominations across all categories this year, right? Um, and Guillermo uh, del Toro's Pinocchio is the leading 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 the field with nine nominations. And Great. also, the um, the Sea Beast has got Sea uh, Beast. Sea Beast picked up six nominations. Cool. Wonderland World's Wonderland World's got three. Um, Turning Red has got seven nominations. Um, so, mm-hmm. so those are some stats for you. <laughs> and also, um, uh, the the um, TV thing with the most nominations is The Boy, the Mole, the Fox and the Horse, uh, which which Whoa. got seven nominations. That's amazing. Um, I mean, we, we skipped over the the best TV things, um, which, you know, we, we, you know, we just had to because there's not time. But, um, uh, yeah. Um, cool. Good stats. I mean, that's a lot for Pinocchio. Uh, uh, it is a gorgeous film, though. I mean, I really was very taken with it. Um, it's it's already won the Golden Globe, and it's sort of. I think it's kind of. It's got to be the favorite, isn't it? It's on track to be the favorite. I get. Yeah, I mean, I'm like like with all awards things, it's just like this weird game of like, how memorable can we be? You know, like you've got the whole year that has passed, and that's why so many awards films come out so late, close towards mm. the award season, because that's what they're trying to do. And you know, it's usually in that sort of like in America, at least, like to Thanksgiving onwards, it's like award season, and Pinocchio came out in that bracket. Yeah. Um, and you know, um, Turning red, unfortunately, unless you have Disney Plus, like you, you are very unlikely to have caught. Um, which narrows it down, and then same with Sea Beast. Um, you know, Push and Boots has had like a decent push, I guess. But yeah, I mean, I I would be I would be delighted for you know Pinocchio to win. That's that's absolutely fine by me because it is a incredible film. And it's it's one of those things where you know, like, it's like a Mad Max Fury Road or um, or Martin Scorsese's Silence. This like project that you hear about a director wanting to make for years, yeah. And you're like, well, yeah, of course they want to make their they want to make their Pinocchio great. I'm sure that's going to be fine. And then it actually lives up to all that expectation. Um once it's made and uh, i kind of love it when that happens and i feel like this is that you know guillermo del toro has been interested in animation for a very long time and he's um 
being serious about it and um uh you know effectively i think what happened was like he went after the oscar he had netflix approach him and say hey like you know um blank check what is it what do you what do you want to do with us and he said animated Pinocchio, <laughs> you know and like it's so cool that of all the things that he was passionate enough to 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 push to make was an animated film because uh, someone with his someone in that position he could have done anything and they, you know it could have been it could have been a hell of a lot easier and it could have been um you know ten of his other Guillermo del Toro's long awaited in the mountains of madness or whatever it is film that he wants to do um Cool. So, so, so there are your Annie's. Those are the Annie's. We've done it. Um, yeah, I just, I mean, it's the same thing as always. This doing this this time of year in the UK is like, oh, I, I, I want to see Marcel Luciano. I want to see Puss in Boots. I want to see Little Nicholas and and uh, Charlotte and uh, you know catch up on anyway. But so you know we. Yeah, let's. Uh, we should. We should move on. Got it. Okay. So, so then we just uh, we just have the Oscars to do now. So we're gonna like. Um, we can mention the um, animated short, right? Yeah. Uh, we got uh, nominees: uh, the boy, the mole, the fox, and the horse. Another nomination uh, for Flying that. Sailor. That's an N National yeah, Film Board. So we've not talked about. Oh uh, yeah. Um looks good. Um again, like you know, the Oscar nominated uh, short films are, are not easy to see. Uh particularly when you're not a critic or or in you know, in industry circles or you know, where you have access to these sorts of things. Um, and then we have, um, uh, Ice Merchants, which is, which is, uh, new to us, right? Um, about a father and a son, uh, jumping from a cold house with a parachute. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> Do you understand what that means? A cold house? <laughs> So these, it looks like you can watch them on the New Yorker website, but uh, they're geo-locked to the US. Wow. I don't have my, my year VPN of... on right now. So. You can see My Year of Dicks on, on its own website, um, up on Vimeo for the moment, cool. at least. Um, yeah, so that's the one the other nominee. Oh, fantastic. Uh, um, and then the last nominee, it's got the, it's got the best title. Yes, better than My Year of Dicks. It is an ostrich told me the world is fake, and I think I believe it. That is a great, great title. It's almost um, a bit like a Japanese light novel title. It is absolutely, um, <laughs> yeah, it is absolutely, uh, uh, it's an Australian film, 10 minutes. Um, sorry, 11 minutes, uh, based on a short story. 
That's great. I mean, um, dark, witty, Australian stop motion. I mean, that's starting to sound like something I'd like. Yeah. Uh, very much. Um, uh, looks fun. Uh, so, okay, so, you know, we might come back to those, you know, in a, in a later episode once we've managed to see them. Yeah. Um, but we've got the uh, the big guns to talk about, and we've already talked about them, I guess, right? The uh, the the animated feature film award. Yep. Uh, once again, we've got Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, Pixar's Turning Red, Marcel de Shell with Studion, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, and The Sea Beast. And turning red. And turning red. Did I not say that? I'm sorry. I I can't remember if you did. So, uh, yes. Um, good list. I mean, it's very much you know like exactly the same as Yanni's, and I imagine very similar to the Golden Globes. Mm-hmm. As animation tends to be, I mean, quite a safe, you know, safe bunch to go for. They're all. I mean, look, I. So you have some variety here. You have like, you know, two films with stop motion elements. You have, that. you have that, but they're all they're all US films, you know. Mm-hmm. And I know yeah. the I know the Academy is, you know, bless it, terrible at, at recognizing, uh, you know, international features anyway. And we and we thought that had changed with like I thought that had changed naively with with Parasites win but like you know the fact that RRR is nominated for best feature is just weird to me <laughs> you know like it's uh, it just is um, and um, yeah it's a shame that like there's nothing here representing the diversity of animation worldwide I guess yeah you know um, but you know, the only things that usually break through there are uh, cartoon saloon films and like uh, a Ghibli film or a Makoto Shinkai film or a Mamoru Hosoda film yeah. or an Ardman. And we've got none of those as yet. So, you know, well, you know, we, we do, we do have um, My Father's Dragon. Yeah. Um, this is their first film not to be nominated. Terrible, um, but Marcel the Shell is like just like crashing in there with. It's not the sort of film that would usually get nominated. I don't think, right? Like, it's no. not. It 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 seems to be. Let's put it one way. It's it's a it seems to be more like a film film than an animation film. If that makes sense. Yeah. It's an A twenty four film. The animation itself is not is not made by an animation um, studio from the ground up. You know, it's um, it's got elements of live action in it. You know, what's referred to as pixelation, where you have um, like live action sets for all intents and purposes. Um, but there's like, well, there's also like elements of just live action in the film like live action plates probably as much live action as avatar probably <laughs> more probably more live action than avatar um and as nominated for a, a 
you know, but yeah, look, James Cameron is not going to let Avatar be recognized as an animated film. So, so there you go. That's that's why that's not there. Um, do you have any favorites? Do you, do you have like the thing that you think is going to win and the thing that you want to win? Well, I think Pinocchio is probably going to win. Um, I personally, my my pick, having not seen two of the nominees. Uh, my pick would be turning red. I know it's, I know it's absolutely, you know, route one, obvious, tight, knocked on, tight, you know, most obvious, choose, uh, obvious pick to go with Pixar. But I do love that film. So, yeah, I do love it too. It's, it's such a shame I didn't get to see it in the cinema. Mm. Um, I could easily see any of these upsetting. Um, Pinocchio's win because don't forget like the Academy rules are each category is built out of nominations from that discipline's group right is mm. that not right I, I don't I don't really know what the rules are anymore but basically the thing is is that it's the the eventual votes are from all academy members. Yeah. And, and, the, and the classic thing that we need to talk about is animation in particular is still seen as like a kid. And this is this is why Guillermo del Toro's um, uh, uh, campaign to have animation recognized uh, as cinema is is a great thing to be doing around the academy because we've all read those awful articles in in, in the past the anonymous you know dismissive um, accounts of like you know uh, you know I uh, hated Frozen so I left the cinema and my kid watched the rest of it and he said it was good so I'll vote for that and now I don't even know what this Chinese thing is referring yeah. to um Princess Kaguya and like you know like just spitting on the efforts and um, lazily voting for whichever thing they've seen the most posters around Hollywood for um, so you know from that perspective I guess like Pinocchio is going to because Guillermo Tour is an Oscar winning director Mm-hmm. He won Best Picture uh, only like what four years ago, uh, and he he's like an Oscar favorite as it is. So you you can easily see that happening. Um, I'd love for Tony Red to win. Um, I haven't seen Sea Beast and I haven't seen Puss in Boots. Um, Puss in Boots would be a good win. Or popular, uh, you know, it's like for the popular vote because it's it's like what people audiences are responding to, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, it's a little bit of the thing of like I don't know how to put it. it it's it's not. Um, it's still a film based on. It's it's all spin off, you know. Yeah. And and when it comes to the Oscars, it's nice to see things that are 
special and original being uh, recognized because for me that is that is the sort of thing that I like to see recognized in, in animation uh, when it comes to awards so you know even though Pinocchio is based on a true on a it's based on a true story, it's based on um, uh, Carlo Collodi's like you know classic. You, it's it's a good movie. I don't know. I can. I, I think that's just going to take it. It's going to have to. But you know, I'd be happy for anyone, any of these to take it. Even Marcel Shell with shoes on because, um, it's a film that. I guess uh, most audiences probably wouldn't. The appeal is it. The the appeal of it is the low finest, right? Mm-hmm. The fact that it 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 has a very homegrown sort of aesthetic, um, and um, and it's rough around the edges. And I don't think anyone is really going to be watching that film being dazzled by the animation in the same way that they are by Tony Red or, or Puss in Boots or, or Pinocchio. Um, so that would be an interesting win. You know, it's an interesting nomination as it is because because of those things. Um, uh, and, and in a way, if you if you want animation to be recognised as a, as a cinema medium you have to let those sorts of things, you know what I mean, like be recognized along with, you know, the big productions that are like all about, you know, fluid and perfect character animation and, you know what I mean, the lushness that that we that we tend to expect from, I guess, Hollywood animated films, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like, I'd love turning red to win again because <laughs> because I just love that movie. Um, mm. Yeah, man. So, um, so that's that's what we're looking ahead to with the with the uh, with the um, with the awards. There is there is there any is there anything that we can um, we can touch on uh, otherwise? Uh, well, BAFTA nominations come out as well, and it's, it's going to sound very familiar, the nomination for the Best <laughs> yeah, Animated Film. Sure. Uh, is is uh, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, Marcel and Cheryl with shoes on, Turning Red, and Puss in Boots, The, the Last Wish. So, um, right. Do you know what irritates me about this list? Is, is the BAFTA award not reflecting UK release dates? Yeah, because two of the films haven't come out here yet. Uh huh. Yeah, just like, what is that about? Um, fine. Uh... But Pinocchio has also scored nominations in two other categories at the BAFTAs. Let me guess. Uh, music. Yep, for Alexander Desplat or Desplat or however you say it. Um. It's been nominated. And best adapted screenplay? Oh, no. Uh, school. No, you've already had Music. Uh, production design. Production, oh, sorry, yeah, yeah, production design. Okay. That's, didn't, um, didn't Kubo that's in impressive. the two, 
two strings get nominated for costumes or something. Mm. Yes, it did. I remember that. Yeah. I mean, the costumes in Pinocchio are astonishing as well. But yeah, production design. I agree. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful, um, beautiful film. Like the world, the world really is, is incredible. Um, and it's, I mean, like we got, we got to talk about the fact that like there were two other Pinocchio movies last year, <laughs> two other animated Pinocchio. Well, I guess one was. Quite live action, but, um, the um, uh, the Robert was it Robert Zemeckis directed it, the Disney one. Apparently, Robert Zemeckis directed that. I mean, sorry, I'm doing me. I mean, yeah, he did. I, I just, it's just like, I, you know, like I'm not going to um, uh, talk ill of the film for the sake of the crew. But when it comes to like Robert Zemeckis, I just don't understand like why he felt he had to make that. Like, mm. was it just a hobby? Do you, have you seen that? No, I haven't. Mm. I I was baffled by it so much. Um, the only thing I can really say for that film, which is a spoiler. If anyone cares about spoilers for Disney's Pinocchio, uh, twenty twenty-two, is that it fixes one thing that I think you might know about, Chris. One problem that I have with the original film. Do, do, you, do you? Can you think of what that might be? It's no. it's about the ending. So that's why it's a spoiler. So skip ahead for 30 seconds if you don't want to. Basically, should I tell you yeah, as well? <laughs> okay, yeah. So basically, the film ends with, uh, you know, um, you know, they defeat Monstro and there's that iconic shot of, oh, is Pinocchio dead? Because uh, his face is underwater. And Chipotle lifts him up. And he's fine. And they both survive. And they start walking uh, through a cave back towards the town. And the camera pulls out. Jiminy Cricket comes back in and says something like, you know, Geppetto was happy for the rest of his days. And uh, who knows if Pinocchio became a real boy, but he sure felt like one. And the film ends like that. And it ends like there's a little, there's like a shot that... um, I think you start to see the edge of like Pinocchio's hand maybe get a bit fleshy, perhaps, but it's so quick that you could like blink and miss it. And it's a bit more ambiguous, basically, because the problem I have with the original Disney film is that you spend the whole film loving, getting to love Pinocchio, uh, the character design of the wooden, you know, uh, puppet. And then at the end of the film, he gets his wish and he turns into like a boring 40s Disney's kid. <laughs> and it's it's like, you kind of want to go like, ah. You know, it's like the same thing with the Beast. When the Beast transforms, it's like you spend the whole movie like learning to love the Beast. And then he gets his wish and he becomes like a boring hunk. 
Um, and yeah, I mean, the Zemeckis film quote unquote fixes that. But the film was so bad. It left such a bad taste in my mouth that I immediately went and I watched the original uh, Disney movie uh, from the 40s. And man, it's so good still. It it really holds up and it's so charming. And, and it's like the time that it spends on letting things breathe is just delightful and and it went by in a flash and I was like yeah that's I don't even know why they bothered remaking it uh, particularly that closely to the Disney film yeah so um okay cool so so there we go um I mean we, we you know so we're at the start of the year and <laughs> we've got lots of animated films to look forward to um and I think uh, we don't really have enough time right now to go to all of them, but you, there's an article on, on the AFA website, right? Yes, it is the, the annual, the year ahead in animated film article. That is, that was uh, quite a bit later this year than all in the month, but I've still managed to get, get, get it out. So um, it's um, looking ahead to the films that come and yeah, yeah, like we said, we're not going to go into it in big detail, but we can just touch on a couple of um, things that we are very much looking forward to. Um, I can't believe that I'm going to say this, but how good does the Mario movie look? <laughs> am I, I don't am I know okay? about that. <laughs> I, I, I am holding off all judgment. I mean, look as in the look of the film looks great. Mm. I um uh, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to be as a film. I think there is uh I'd love it to be good, of course. Um and it looks like a lot of fun. It's just this thing where I'm like it's the Mario movie. <laughs> there is every, there is, how to, I I'm, <clears throat> I was aware watching the trailer, just how much Nintendo would have had, not their fingers all over it, but everything is like, double checked, and do you know what I mean, approved by a committee, a thousand times over to the point where I'm like if there is any spontaneity and fun left in that film that is a victory <laughs> you know what I'm saying like it's 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 such an important when you look at it from Nintendo's point of view uh, particularly in the West like the reputation that the Mario movie has is so bad that they have been very very careful about how they adapt their, uh, their their characters and their games into movies. You know, we've had Pokemon, or well, you know, the Pokemon animated films, but like Detective Pikachu, mm. they very, very, very carefully, you know, made sure to uh, set that in a place that was unlike the video game, and 
you know what I mean, existed alongside them rather than allowing you to draw direct comparisons. And I don't know, I, yeah, the, the trailers have been fun. Um, I, I like the sound of Charlie Day being mm-hmm. Luigi. I think that's great casting. And of course, Bowser, like, you know, Jack Black, that's just like genius. Um, yeah, I want it to be good, but I, I don't, I, who knows? Like, it's, it's exactly that same thing, I think, as like the Lego movie where it's like, prove me, prove me wrong. But right now I'm just, quietly skeptical okay i was i was skeptical but i gotta say the trailers kind of won me over so um, i mean there's no way that i don't see it you know like mm. opening you know week it's it's but it's 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 um and there's no way that it doesn't make like a bucket load of money Mm. um but i just don't know what it's about (laughs) I I, i don't know what story it is because the games are so like almost like esoteric, yeah. With with their themes and things like that. Anyway, so um, so yeah, the um, the article has like you know links to trailers and like a little mm. bit of uh, background and analysis. It's great. Um, and in and in April we've got Suzume, the new film from Makoto Shinkai. Is that coming out in April? Right. Yes. Yeah. Um, I am all for how bonkers this one looks. Opening doors uh, in the middle of nowhere and the boy who gets turned into a chair. What if a boy was a chair? Like, mm. Samia. I, look, I mean, um, Shinkai is not my favorite filmmaker to visually. Mm. I don't think visually he has a hold on me. Um, but he's ambitious and, um, you know, uh, that counts for a hell of a lot. <laughs> I mean, ambitious is like in the terms of the stories he tells as well. And, mm. um, did you see, um, weathering with you? I did. Um, I have never seen that, uh, again. I saw that once in the cinema. And um, very odd film, uh, uh, but yeah, this looks um, you know, it's a classic thing. It's going to be like a romance and like angsty teens and you know, a nice dollop of um, uh, WTFness <laughs> thrown in there. Um, yeah, uh, it's interesting. Uh, rad wimps on the soundtrack. Oh man, great. <laughs> Um. Yeah. And then jumping ahead to the summer is the um thing that I'm sure we're all excited for, which is Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Across the Spider-Verse. Part one. Yeah. Um, although I don't think they're oh, actually yeah, calling yeah. it part one. Uh, I guess the other one is is got a different title. Uh, I think they are just. Call, I think they are calling this part one. Um, but yeah, um, I mean, like it looks great. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I again, like, I don't really. It looks the part. It's mm-hmm. just like now. Now that's the thing. Like you know, like it looks the part. 
and I think they know this, but yeah, it has to tell a story that lives up to the to to the original. And like the the challenge is, I get you know, I guess is like with all superhero movies at the moment, it's like how do you actually make them smaller? Mm. How do you make them intimate and an affecting character story? Because, you know, of course, as a sequel, they have to go bigger and better, and we have to see new universes, and that's definitely there. That's a, that's a given. But, like, what does that mean for Miles? And that's an interesting... You know, that's what I'm interested about. It, it's got a lot to live up to. <laughs> I think they... Yeah, I think they absolutely know that. And there is... Um, uh, there's a good feeling... I have a good feeling about it when it comes to them not resting on their laurels at least mm-hmm. um so that's that's yeah i mean like yeah of course it's that's so exciting uh and then you've got uh elemental which i'm withholding all thoughts about it, I, they've it released seems, a trailer yeah it seems like uh, something that uh, that um they would made years ago really i know i know it's well look i mean it's pete Soane mm. who directed the good dinosaur has been like a an artist that i have like admired for years um uh and uh it's his project from the ground up i don't know what it's going for i'm not immediately take i know exactly what you're saying like they they've got like the gags that remind you very much of like the gags they do in monsters inc where it's like mm-hmm. this is uh, this is how this world works and in this world we have trains but we also have like things on those trains and those things like sneeze fire and and you know what i mean like that sort of those like one-shot gags that you're right feel very old school pixar mm. um it, I, and and in a way, it's sort of like at this point you're like, yeah, we know you can do that Pixar, but like you've got to, you know, like, do you know what I mean? Like it, it's 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 very odd that they're advertising it off that because everyone knows Pixar can do that. Mm. So it's like, well, you've got to be able to do more. So yeah, I did. And you know, like like all Pixar teasers, it's very teasy with the story, so we just don't know what that means. Uh, any, anything next? Are we? I mean, because we're starting to we're starting to move to the films where like there's very little known other than like synopsis and you know uh, characters and a couple of stills, maybe, mm. but like. We don't have any stills for Chicken Run, Dawn of a Nugget. We yeah. don't have any stills for Nimona, technically, or Wish, or uh, Trolls, or a film, How Do You Live? There's a film here called How Do You Live? It's a strange this... title. Who made that? Oh, make that? It's... But, but, but I thought they retired. They, they they did a press conference about how they weren't making any more films. They promised me, Greg. <laughs> Miyazaki promised us 
he said, I'm not making any, you don't have to worry. I'm not going to plague you anymore with my films. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, the new Hayao Miyazaki film that is allegedly coming out in July in Japan. It's definitely coming out in July in Japan. And I mean, like, when it like when it comes to the 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 way that films are marketed in Japan, it's still widely wildly different to America. And Ghibli is is a bit of an exception even to that, where like there are very few press screenings and and like uh, previews, and it's just gonna like I I would be surprised if this turns up like at any festival uh, beforehand, you know. Mm. Um, yeah, if, if 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 I'd be surprised if it turns up a can or anything like that, um, because like it's usually like a couple of months before the film comes out, you get the first teaser, and it's usually just like Ed willy nilly on Japanese TV, and it's like a thirty second clip of the film, basically, even though the whole thing is apparently almost finished. Um, and in the can, like it's it's so little known about this film, other than the fact that it's adapted from a book. And you know, when Miyazaki adapts a book, like that can mean anything. That can mean him chucking out half the thing and using it as a jumping off point, like he did with Kiki's Delivery Service and how you know what I mean. Like it's that doesn't tell you what the film is going to be. Um, and there's like one image that's really been released. Which is like mm. the poster, like, and it's like a cropped drawing of like a a bird, like a white bird with like a golden trim beak thing. I mean, that's how you tease a film, right? <laughs> you know. Um, uh, any thoughts about that from you? How do you live? Well, obviously, it's a new Miyazaki film, so I'm excited, but we don't know anything about it, basically. And it's meant, like and it's say, meant to be this... Yeah, sorry, go on. Uh, pretty much said, but... Uh, yeah, and it's meant to be, like, this, like, fantasy epic. And it's, like, great, like... And it, it, it I just don't know... I don't know what it means, and I'm intrigued, and... Uh, yeah, it's. I mean, it's. It, I, I just, it's like the most excited I am about any upcoming film. <laughs> no <laughs> question. Uh, so we'll see about. Uh, we'll see about that. Hmm. However long it takes to, to get translated, come over here as well. I mean, it's gonna be a case of like a, how it waits is where it's gonna do a whole summer in Japan and then like maybe in November Disney or G Kids and 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 um Studio Canal will pick it up and then it's gonna like likely come out here bloody, you know, May twenty four. May twenty twenty four. Um so you know, yeah, it's gonna be a while, but uh uh who knows? Uh they might they might I would like for them to buck their ideas up a little bit <laughs> when it comes <laughs> to that stuff. Because <laughs> I am really sick about, I'm sick and tired of going through that rigmarole every single time a Miyazaki film comes out. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, and 
and like i mean the only things that we do know are about like the um the uh the staff right so what's exciting for me is that there is one um animator involved called takeshi honda and takeshi honda is like a uh like legendary um uh animator who who hasn't often worked with miyazaki uh, Takeshi Honda's, like, I first noticed Takeshi Honda's stuff, like, in the Naruto movie. So, like, mm. this is, like, ages ago. I was watching the Naruto movie, like, the first time I watched the Naruto movie when I was, like, 14 or something. And this one scene stood out to me of, like, a, of, like, a, a character walking. And it's, like, this tracking shot, which is rare in 2D animation already. A moving tracking shot of this character like walking down a bar towards someone and it was so uh arresting this one shot that i was like what the hell is that like i need to know what this is and I, that was when i started getting into like following japanese animators so it was like individual animators and uh, and seeing their scenes anyway um Takeshi honda animated uh, like uh, with Satoshi Khan a lot, like Evangelion, and he's got some great scenes in Ghost in the Shell too. Um, and I, I know he first worked like with um, with uh, Ghibli, I think, like on Poppy Hill. But he did a scene in Ponyo, like he did like I think two scenes in Ponyo, two shots actually. And uh, it's like when the old ladies all rush up to uh, uh, to Lisa at the end of the film. And it's just such a great shot. It's so uh, full of life. And um, uh, I just love it. Anyway, anyway, we, we should we should wrap this up because I've, I've gone long enough. Um, uh, but yeah, so I mean, we, that's our look ahead now to the to the to the to the upcoming you know highlights i guess there are always going to be some like nice surprises and um uh, but that's what's on the horizon i guess yeah there's probably a bunch of stuff like uh indie and foreign stuff that we don't we're not even aware of mm. yet that's not on our radar that will show up like your favorite animated film of 2023 you might not even know about yeah that's an exciting thing that is an exciting thing. Right. But I think that's our show. Um, I think it is. Mm. So thanks for listening. Uh, so, Dan, where can we find you on the internet? Hey, thanks. Thanks for listening. And, and thanks for like just doing this again, man. It's good to be back. Um, mm, yes. you, can you find me on the internet? I don't know if anyone should. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've changed. I've changed my tack. I'm, you know, you know. I like the Last Jedi, but I think Luke Skywalker had a great, you know, he had the right idea. That's it. <laughs> sorry. You you can find Dad at Habu on Twitter. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, but should you? I don't know if you should. Okay.
It's up to you. And where can everyone find you, Chris? You can find me at Mr. Christor on Twitter as well. There we go. There we go. Right. So. <laughs> Look, I'm just not, I'm just trying, like everyone else, like, to not spend as much time on Twitter and yeah, to but, uh, be a little less active on it and have it be a little less part of my life. Yeah. Um, for a hundred reasons. That was just, that, that's all that was about. Yep. <laughs> okay. Thanks for listening and uh, we'll see you again soon. Hey there, guys, and thank you again for tuning in to this episode of the AFA Podcast. If you want to stay up to date with the latest animation news, reviews, and animator interviews, check out the main website at animationforadults.com. Best way to keep an eye out for new and shiny stuff would be to follow us on our social media accounts at Twitter at AFA Blog, Facebook, Pinterest, Tumblr, and Instagram. You're also welcome to go through our podcast catalog wherever you stream your podcasts, including... Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Acast. We are always looking for feedback, so feel free to leave us a review, rating, or even send us a voice message via our Anchor page. Or you can even drop us a line at podcasts at animationforadults.com. If you want to support the podcast and the website by proxy, then please zip over to our Patreon page and check out our rewards for becoming a patron. Or if you just want to do us a one-time donation, you can go check out our Ko-Fi page and buy us a virtual cup of coffee. Every little bit helps. And as always, I gotta give a shout-out to our friends at Animation Nights New York, a very special monthly screening event for some of the coolest animated short films and VR experiences from around the world, curated by industry experts and amazing staff who are striving to connect new talent through both live and virtual events. For more information, check them out at www.animationnights.com animationnights.com. Until next time, see you, Space Cowboy. <laughs>